When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do, 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 do the deep end. <laughs> Is that the Making coffee on the weekend. <laughs> Here we do on the weekend. Deep end. You know, I was thinking when we um when we get to the end of the series, we our last episode can be the dead end. Oh man, that's depressing. Is it depressing? Yeah, it's depressing. You're not impressed by my depression. Oh, no. no. Uh, hi, Ninja Kitty. Kitty's on time. No spam here. Each contribution is a handcrafted gem. Thanks a lot, Cram Ribbon. Is that like a name that's spelled backwards? Mark. Nimmer. Mark Nimmer. Oh, yeah. Um, so, once upon a time, uh, it was game day. Oh, yesterday? Oh, Super Bowl. Thought you meant the game that you made me play with you. Yesterday. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, that was game night. Well, this is game no, day. No, that was like a day. It was like a four-hour game. Was How it? long were we playing? Oh God, we played twice. Um, it was probably an hour and a half, ninety minutes. Oh yeah, at least yeah, it was long. One of my long-standing contributors. Well, I mean, um, he's a subscriber to my channel. Was really um not pleased with my vocal volume he said i was shouting too much i noticed that I so could you could you tell me could you just indicate when Shut i'm getting too shouting. happy but like, i, I like... want to get excited this is the only time on my channel where i get to be excited and i want to repress myself all the time like... well it was funny people kind of were split about that there were two different comments on there that i read that were delighted with how much you showed your my personality my personality yeah what's your personality like today i don't know you'd probably be a better judge of that than you have me. your mood ring on i don't wear a mood ring you don't no okay yeah. it's your cheeky little face that's your mood ring it's always <laughs> giving me micro expressions like microclimates. what are you picking up moodiness what are you picking up uh, you're pensive mm -hmm. um furtive oh really uh in in Imperious. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. We watched this movie last night, mm -hmm. talking of games and movies. We yep. had a lot of entertainment going on today, and I hope you guys are having a good day, game day, too. Mm -hmm. A gay day? Gay day? Game day, day, gay day? Might be a gay day. No, this is not a gay date right now. Okay. Not a gay date. But um, I don't even know what a gay date is. A gay date. Would that be a happy date? I had a, a, a gay man try to woo me when I was a young lad. Oh, yeah? When I was 20. Oh, he would take me out on the town and you told me about this. regale me and yeah. and uh, he would feast. You know, he would, he would give me treat a, you. He would treat me to these buy you dinners. You know, seven course meals with all of the like aperitifs and paperitifs. What the one beforehand? Uh, appetizers. 
postprandial, preprandial drinks. Okay. Digestif been an aperitif. Digestif. Yeah, digestif. That would be after. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but last night we watched Killers of the Flower Moon. Yep. What did you think of it? Uh, it was really difficult. Yeah. It was a difficult movie. You're, I'll let you do your critique, but there was no moral. I uh, didn't understand the moral uh, parameters of the movie, so I was never invested in the movie at all, except for the lead female. Mm -hmm. And she just wore this blanket. She was this beautiful woman mm -hmm. wearing this blanket mm -hmm. the whole time and slowly yeah. wasting away under a um, uh, I liked her morphine a lot. addiction. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought the character development was really good. And so we were, it's a long movie. It was yeah. like, what, two and a half yeah. hours? Three hours. Oh, three hours, yeah. yeah. And um, I thought that there was going to be a turn. I kept waiting for some something to happen. And I, by the time I realized there wasn't going to be a turn, I felt like I'd wasted my investment. Were you in incised? Way. Incensed? Ah, were you incensed? No. Oh, okay. Well, maybe a I, actually, yeah. That one scene. There was that one scene. I don't know. I don't want to like give it away, but there's this. this it was the only confrontation in the entire movie. Yeah, it's the wasn't moral even, confrontation. Yeah, it was the moral confrontation, and it was. And it just it felt like it should have been edited. I felt like did they not hire an editor for this film? They just they just left everything in. It was um, it was kind of frustrating. But the moral seemed. You said this is going to be kind of a woke thing. Okay, I don't remember what your words. Well, were. Maybe I'm like, I oh no, here we go. White men bad. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, might have been bad. But it was a little more artful than well, that. But the FBI were good. So it was kind of like mixed messages. Government good. Yeah. Government, government good. good. Yeah. So, well, federal yeah, government. Yeah. yeah. So. Hoover good. Yeah. Yeah, Hoover good. The character development was really good, I thought. You but the moral, I didn't. Like, I there was just no framing for it. It was, it was so, frustrating. And then I was going to... tell the plot? Because some people might not know what it is. Um, well, it's just about a, uh, a Native American town that had a lot of oil and so they're very very rich and mm -hmm. there was some foul play afoot. yeah they were getting uh, every person in the tribe was getting some kind of a uh payment monthly payment or something some yeah. kind of allotment based on the oil rights yeah and white men bad and yeah and then these these wealthy kind of speculator white men came in and were uh marrying the women in order to Get the head rights. Yeah, get the rights to the oil. And then they were killing them off. Like either killing the Indians that got in the way or killing the wives. And it, it's pretty wicked. Cheers. She needed a little pep in her step. Well, and these are cute. That's a cute pep. Thank you. Anyways, I couldn't tell the main character if he cared about anything. He just makes the same tortured face the entire time. So well, like, he loved his care? wife, and you could tell he loved his wife, but then he was yeah. killing her sisters. And you were watching her be devastated by that. And he didn't seem to care at all. He didn't seem to have any kind of... Well, I mean, it's kind of her fault for not stopping him either. Really? I don't know. I, you seem to agree with me. I know blaming the victim. I'm like, he's really stupid. She's kind of smart. Like, she... Probably could have figured it out, but there was no even intrigue. There was so much to explore, and they didn't explore it. Yeah, it was a frustrating movie. It was a frustrating yeah. film. I don't, I don't know. But the, you liked the sound. Uh, the I really liked the sound design, and on like you're, you're talking about like macro editing, they could have edited it down. But I really enjoy Martin Scorsese's. At least I don't know if he still has the same editor from uh, Goodfellas and Gangs of New York and um, The Departed. But there's these tiny little ways that they overlap 
sound and, and mm -hmm. sight and they kind of they compress the scene in these really so it's pretty i just i like the i like the art i like the the cut of their jib but there was no creative control rib rascal says this isn't the one with tilda swinton i'm taking it no it's not tilda swinton it had um leonardo dicaprio robert robert de niro i don't know the lead actress but she was i think that was her debut the highlight of the movie I want I want Leslie to I I actually you know what I'm gonna go out of my way if anybody watched that film and you know where I can find those blankets I want he wants me my squaw in our show you would pull off that look so good everybody would follow you oh god they would appropriate like gangbusters this is painful how do women appropriate uh well what do you mean well like like gangbuster I don't see women doing many things like gangbusters what does that mean like what do you mean when you like say that? balls to the wall like rock out with your cock out it's just not a female thing <laughs> well you just used some very masculine phrases so is gangbusters you know well okay but what... I don't see, I've never known a single female uh, busted up a gang <laughs> so are you being literal or metaphorical no I'm just saying like like the word just doesn't fit so I wonder yeah. if like when a, when women like rally oh. oh well i don't know that's a good question i'll think about it i'll see if i come up with something hmm. so do you want to talk about something besides the movie yeah well there's a movie we can talk about the game but we'll talk about the game later i wanted to talk about something and it's kind of a delicate um topic and i can have mixed feelings about it mm -hmm. and um leslie wanted to go through comments and do time where we spend on oh comments, yeah but... we can do that at the end though okay if you want. so we will I just we will just do... a couple Okay, yeah. So we'll we'll do some um, commenting, or and we should do uh, we should be a little bit more organized and pull comments from the previous. Well, episodes. yeah, that's I, I picked. Did a you do? Okay, so we'll so we'll do some of that mm -hmm. later on. Not that these people need to know what we're going to do. Not that you need to know what we're going to do. I like to fly by the seat of my I know. pants. But... I know. I'm always asking him, "What are we going to talk about?" And he's like, "You don't need to know." I'll, I never know. ever I never say that. <laughs> that's what you imply. If that was the one thing that's what you imply. that you shouldn't say to Leslie to get your <laughs> offer case is that it's on a need to know basis. Like you know the last scene of The Godfather talking about movies. Like that would never fly around Leslie, where the door just kind of slowly closes. She'd be like, "What's going on? What are you guys doing in there? What is what's going on? Why are you doing that? Why can't I see what what's going on?" <laughs> Okay. She's not a nosy Nancy, but she's a she's a high uh, high high wife. I'm a high wife. Yeah, you're a high inv highly involved wife. Oh, that sounds painful for then you. Then I then I have a viral tweet. I said my viral tweet going on. Oh, you see a little Ben Affleck. Yeah, never like... apologize, never explain. Yeah, uh, I didn't have a screenshot. Yeah, but... no, it's that Ben Affleck, that famous Ben Affleck, exasperated, like <sighs> overwrought, smoking a cigarette yeah. picture. <laughs> so, um, mm -hmm. a good friend. Well, not a good friend of mine, but a. a several she's been on my show three times mm -hmm. in about four years i've spoken i speak to her every 18 months or so it's daisy it used to be uh ollie chadra mm -hmm. when she was a trans identified female or a trans man okay and then she detransitioned to daisy chadra okay and then she got married and now she's daisy strong did you did you meet her when she was ollie or when was she already um, I, I knew of her when she was Ollie because when I first got into this YouTube thing, 
um, she was at, kind of at the peak of her YouTube thing as a trans man. Oh, okay. And she had interviewed Jordan Peterson. She paid, like, there was a time, period of time where you could go on Patreon and pay Jordan Peterson 200 bucks. Oh, okay, time. yeah, I remember. And I should have done that. That oh. would have paid for itself over time. Yeah, yeah, it would have been nice to talk with him. Um, but maybe someday. He said, and he, he said, I, we'll, we'll talk someday. But anyways, the, so, but I, I, I didn't speak to her then, but then she detransitioned and I got in the uh process of going through and and interviewing any public detransitioner who would want to come on mm -hmm. and part of that work was not just to get that first story but especially with helena and daisy's one and a few others like and shenade this on right now because they can't see your face can they oh okay okay, well, okay. i guess i do have that on um so <laughs> anyway so i think a part of the work that i really enjoy and it's not just detransitioners but especially young people mm -hmm. or anybody is just to kind of check in with them oh over time and over time and yeah. kind of get like a like a core sample you mm -hmm. know like what they do with cheese they like like poke the thing in the cheese and they bring it out ripe. and see if it's ripe you know and you just want to see keep tasting it over time because humans ripen over time they ripen oh, yes so but it's a conversation that happens and and you can check back back in with the same person and watch the evolution of their life and their thoughts and especially highly intelligent highly capable young people Mm -hmm. in the ages of 20 to 25 which is the course of time that i've been uh interviewing daisy mm -hmm. it's a lot of changes yeah there's a lot of switches going back and forth and reconsidering mm -hmm. herself and then uh also the way she processes information mm -hmm. and her values start to shift and so it's been really amazing and i mm -hmm. interviewed her very recently and while we were in hawaii mm -hmm. and that that interview actually got a fair amount of play because she had been um she kind of went viral because she was on a uh, PragerU documentary. Uh, yeah, I remember that. I haven't seen it, but so she just had a baby. Mm -hmm. She just had a baby, and it's absolutely beautiful. So this is there's a lot of different things to talk about this, but you want to read that uh, mm. the tweet that she posted? Yeah, sure. It says if I could only go, if I if I could only somehow go back in time to 2018 and show myself these photos, those are not happy tears. This was her very first feeding, 40 minutes old. I know breastfeeding does not work for every woman, but the hopelessness of my situation is hitting me hard this time. I don't even have the chance to try. There's no lactation consultant, no surgery, nothing that can ever make it so my children can suck their mother's breast. There's nothing that my body can create for them. There will never be. And the worst part is, it's all my fault. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah, and look at her face. Oh... Yeah, um, I'm going to blow it up. Um, so I, I feel, uh, so she put this up. This is going viral. I want to be absolutely respectful about this because there's something primordially sacred about this moment, about this picture, about this photo. Like mm. this is probably the closest thing to heaven that the body experiences, mm. like the reproduction of life. Um, I mean, you know, we talk a lot about sex, but this is the ultimate. Well, that's what sex is about. Culmination yeah. of that particular momentary climax. Yeah, it's life. Um, 
Yeah. And it throws in relief a whole lot of what we've been talking about when we talk about value, when we talk about sex, and when we talk about the whole trans and gender issue. Yeah. That's the culmination. Like, you, you are and touched. it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, so sad that she's feeling what she's feeling, but she's also a beautiful young woman with a beautiful baby. Yeah. 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 Yeah, gosh, that's interesting. It's It brings up a lot. I think it's it's... Um, I need you to speak up a little bit because we have your okay. heater going. Oh yeah, I'm a heater because I'm cold. Um, yeah, it's uh, I have four kids and I breastfed them all, and that was important. I think that it's also something that people don't realize the value. I mean, we have we were talking about this last time, I think, um, about how beauty has been sort of commodified and yes. made superficial. And well, beauty is by definition superficial. Is it? Is it not? It, well, you yourself made an argument that it was, wasn't it a signal towards something transcendent? Yeah, but that, like that's the, yeah, I mean, that's the, the, the ephemeral divine. Mm. Yeah. Like we just bought some flowers and we were trying to choose which flowers to, yeah. to get. I'm like, let's get the ones that haven't even shown themselves yet. Yeah. yeah. Let's participate in the entire like momentary mm -hmm. expression of that. Yeah, well, uh, the the do you want to tell the other piece of the the story, the other tweet that came out that was critical, or do you want to sit on this one for a moment? I, We're not critical. Do I guess. you have do you have more to say? Well, yeah, I, think I mean, this it's really important. It, you, this is the cornerstone. They both tie into both, the, but okay. but the conversation ties together because I think that what and you could describe the other one too. I mean, there was a picture that was put up of the same person when she was presenting as a trans okay then we'll, man we'll, so let's let's well, go to uh, that one yeah and 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 she's got scars on her chest the yeah. picture that came up first that he originally had put with it where yeah. you looked at it you're like ooh that feels bad to see that in juxtaposition or in in you know with this with this thing that she put up well i just um it, there's a fine line and and wesley yang i've met him several times mm -hmm. now i think he's a cool guy. He seems to be doing good work. Um, I don't know that much work. about yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I don't want to be critical of him, but I'm mm -hmm. a little iffy about how he frames this, just because it's overlaid on such a profound you, image. And you maybe just felt that's like it why. was... It was... So let, let me just, before okay. we, we comment, let me just read this other tweet. Okay. There's two tweets by Wesley Yang. And Wesley Yang, he retweets that picture of Daisy with her baby. And and that story that Daisy is expressing of deep regret and, and Wesley says Strongin posted her transition online. You can see the euphoria radiating from her face after she cut off her breasts to join a delusional cult at twenty. Though she left the cult a year later, the medicalized self harm she enacted was permanent. Here she is at twenty. Quote This is the best decision I've ever made in my life. I just gained a thousand new reasons to live. And there's one more to show. In the screenshot above, she was acting as an online recruiter for a multi-level marketing scheme that she herself had been enticed into by other online influencers a few years before, when she was an awkward and confused teenage girl. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that that is absolutely so it's on point i have no issue with it i'm just i'm a little wary because of the way that twitter compresses information i'm just wary of 
using that baby mm. as a you know as a mothers against drugs you know mm. a bad kind of like a poster child so it was the fact that her baby regret. was pictured I, I don't want to get too deep into that i was just like a little wary so i just want to mention that i don't okay. want to participate in the glorification of like that contrast but i know that mm. the contrast flies and i guess the core of it the core of the critique from Wesley and okay. from a lot of other people that are retweeting is that Daisy, and you said something really interesting. Daisy had no right of consent or, and this is, I, I named this episode mm -hmm. times arrow. And just cause I was thinking of something. It's like, we're consenting. She was at that moment at 16, was she 16, 20, 20, I don't know. 16, 20, yeah. you know, 20, okay. let's say, okay. if, uh, if I recall correctly, she was consenting for that moment, but she was not consenting for every step of the four years from there. She was no longer consenting to that. Mm. Right. So it's just consent. I don't even think that that is that I don't think that's a philosophically explored domain. Like mm. what is consent actually Over time. incorporate? What oh, because we know that along the developmental track there are points at which we value different things differently and we can predict that at some point like when you i was saying when we were talking earlier i i, I was saying if you go out and survey a bunch of 16 year old girls and ask them if they plan to breastfeed they're probably all going to make like that's gross no you know they're none of them are going to want to say that they're going to want to do that it'll be the rare girl who says oh yeah definitely i definitely want to do that it'll be a very different picture if you survey 28 year old woman or 32 year old woman very different and so at the point that she would have been developmentally at the point where she decided to have a mastectomy it would be you could argue it would be developmentally appropriate for her not to value the breast as a working organ and so do does the medical industry is it ethical for them to take as valid consent the developmentally appropriate rejection of a particular organ that later on that same individual could, have could come to see different yeah and i would argue that it's just straight medical malpractice it's just you're you're foreclosing on someone's future options for cosmetics not for any other reason and, I, and that was part of I guess going back to what Wesley's pointing out, and maybe this this kind of ties a bow on on my wariness about this. Daisy was a poster child for female transition. Mm -hmm. She was uh, emphatically involved in what Wesley calls a cult. Other people have called mm -hmm. it a cult. She was a true believer. Mm -hmm. She was filled with euphoria. Like this is like so many options are open to me. Like yeah. I'm liberated. I'm going forward. Mm -hmm. And you know, four years later, she's like. Oh my God, what the heck did I do to myself? Why did I do that? And so yeah. she, so it, there's a counterbalance that, yeah, maybe she should be a, tri, uh, a poster child mm. for that. Yeah. Because she put yeah. herself there and, and to counterbalance that, like, okay, look at where I was, look at where Daisy yeah. was, look at where she is now. Well, it feels disrespectful in a way to see it held up. Like, like here's the, here's what you were doing before and, and to have to face that when you can see that she's obviously going through something that's really a painful introspection and painful self-examination yeah. and yet <clears throat> how do we learn best but by 
stories and by narrative. And if she's offering that up and she is somebody who had a strong social media presence that that lives online still, it's still there. And so perhaps it's a really, perhaps it's a gift that that she's giving in a way by displaying her entire story arc. And what he's doing yes. is just holding up. Yeah. He's just, if the line continue, if the timeline goes like this, he's just bending it and putting these two pieces together. So you can really get a strong visual. Yes. And that's very powerful. And I think that's, that's, uh, uh, that tells a, an important story for anybody who's still on the fence about what to think about these things. Yeah. I, I really do think that, uh, it's just such a novel. I, there was another D-Trans girl, um, Grace, mm. who I met in New York. She showed up and she had a baby. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it was just this image. It was this this crazy postmodern Madonna image. Mm -hmm. This beautiful maternal, eternal maternal, mm -hmm. especially because she's young. They're both like early 20s or mm -hmm. mid 20s. Mm -hmm. And they're they're participating in this glorious act of sacrifice and 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 worship and glory of of life and it's just so divine and you see that their their chest is just gone mm. you know and you have this this oh, vision and maybe yeah. you hear something in their you, you hear like the change in their voice and there's mm. this 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 twist of that whole narrative of the the d trans or the the trans identified male rogd like a very specific sort of trans trans identified identified female female yeah mm. a very specific type of trans identification from the female point of view mm. that is a it, it it's, it's there's some sort of archetypal pattern that's being expressed here that hasn't been able that I think probably could have been expressed in mm -hmm. throughout history if we could look through it like like this uh, this tomboy kind of goddess like the Athena this this woman who this this young woman who at a certain point believed that she's beyond sex she's almost a asexual or anti-erotic she wants to transcend the erotic mm -hmm. she wants to be a Peter Pan she wants to be the boy so she. In this day and age, she tapes her chest down or she cuts off her breast. She cuts off the signifier of her femininity to, to escape it. And then and then it just kind of comes up and says, I don't care about like, I don't care what you thought. Like, this is this is your destiny. And her destiny just kind of like folds right. over herself like that, that ego transformation and the, the beauty of that ego death, the beauty of the of that process of of detransition that. Okay that they express like where there's these moments where, you know, Chloe Cole, when I interviewed her, she's this voice came to her. It's like, stop lying to yourself. Mm -hmm. Like there's this, just this powerful force going on in there. And so it's, it's tragic and it's so beautiful at the same time that, you know, I've, life finds a way mm -hmm. like the, the human, Oh, the mighty works of woman are just like, <laughs> Oh, it's a baby. It's like, Oh, Oh, the baby. Mm -hmm. And it's just, there's this, this different thing. And, and I, I, I mourn our society or I grieve our society for not allowing women, young women and girls to um, see that as a, as an apex of, of femininity, mm. as, as see femininity as, as an emanation of motherhood in a way. But I, you know, I, as a man, you know, I'm, I'm being romantic about it. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got to make different choices and stuff, but it seems to have been slandered a lot mm -hmm. after that thing called the sexual revolution. Motherhood was kind mm -hmm. of, 
Uh, well, it's the sexual revolution plus also just the guilt that's been put on women for wanting to have babies. I mean, you've got the kind of the yeah. I mean, the the whole myth of overpopulation says no. don't have babies, don't reproduce. You can have a good life without having kids. Yeah. You have a lot more uh, vacation time, a lot more free time. You can eat a lot more noodles and drink a lot more wine, have a lot more cats. <laughs> more noodles. I don't know. You can eat like fancy noodles, like $800 noodles. Somebody asked if you have huge hands. Do I? Do no, maybe they were hands. talking to you. No, they said I don't just, have huge just hands. men have huge hands. Well, I think there's like I, a I distortion of the camera. That's a coded uh, oh. question. <laughs> we're not going to get to you on it's, the live stream. Is there, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Was there more that you had to say about that? I think there's so much to say about that, but I'm not really sure. Um, I mean, it's just, I wonder how she feels about that. It would be, I I don't know. It'd be worth maybe having a discussion with her yeah. to see if she has, what her perspective is on the, again, that like timeline splicing thing. But, but also if you've been, uh, online if you've made your life on social media and given that information out there maybe it isn't inherently disrespectful to examine that from a public perspective yeah and well i mean regardless she, she posted it up there and yeah. she's she's used to it yeah and yeah. like it 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 pales into comparison with the attention that she got when that prager you uh company yeah. bought up all of the Twitter ad space for an entire day and put her face all over it mm -hmm. um, as the poster child detransition. And this is part of her plot arc. I think that this is... I don't know that story. I don't know what that was about. I mean, I just, was she upset about that? Was that okay? So, well, I mean, it was just really stressful. She oh. got a bunch of... She was just kicked... She was used as a football, you know, and mm -hmm. she was kicked this way and that. Um, and she's aware of that. And she's been online for a really long time. And I, we spoke, part of when we speak, we speak about that. She's very, she's always like, everybody thinks I'm navel gazing when I come on your show. I'm like, well, that's kind of what my show does to people. So don't worry about it, you know? Well, it's interesting, like the whole idea of the influencer, right? There's this idea that, that you can control what you influence. And can you? I mean, once you put yourself on the screen once you put your information on the internet oh, publicly yeah. are you consenting to uh the use of that however people wish to use that like you you know there's there's been a lot of people totally hating you lately for instance and i um after that last debacle with the online attacks from oh do you want to uh oh I, it yeah, was funny. Okay, we could talk. No, about I, I already spoke so, about that. Yeah, we yeah. talked. I just, I, to, I said a joke and yeah, you, you said laughed. A joke. What was it? Uh, we were talking about you and I had this conversation last time we did one of these about, and I think, I think the gender neutral names for for genitals came up during our conversation. So we were laughing about how awful these are. You know, they're just, they're just so. Awful. I remember when my daughters were young, there was this real push, the mommy wars, you know, like moms are always really nipping at each other and trying to say, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Mothers are, you know, at least online, very judgmental of other people. And so there was this. You don't really, say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there was this very strong sentiment being expressed that you have to name 
body parts correctly. You must give them their correct names. Don't use cutesy names. It's not your bottom. It's not so your bottom. It's not your your hiney. You've what got to call things your, what they are. Bouncing biscuits. It's probably not your bouncing biscuits. No, especially not to your child because that might oh. be a little creepy. Can we call yours the bouncing biscuits? Well, you do whether I want you to or not. So, <laughs> Captain Squaw and the bouncing biscuits. <laughs> Oh, man. That'd be a great drum line. So you're just going to get yourself in more trouble, <laughs> oh, aren't you? So, so, much so um, then you came on solid ground with us the next day, I guess, that Monday. I don't remember what we were talking about. What we started out, and somehow the joke came. You made a joke about if... It's an old joke. I made it. You said ago. if the... Uh, oh, you. Do you want to say it? Do you want to say it? Okay, I want I'll to say see, it. I want to hear you say it. <laughs> so so, they, can, so joke. they can clip me saying it yeah, exactly. and put it all over the internet. Yeah. Um, but it was like, uh, if if the gender, if the appropriate term for vagina is hole, front, front hole, yeah. then is your mistress your side hole? Yeah. And it was a terrible joke. It's totally stupid. And but my prime was, hole. But I laughed at you, and so did the the so did Jennifer and Deborah. Yeah. We all thought it was and just, your handmaids. Yeah. And so then, yeah, a bunch of women started tagging me and things all over Twitter, saying that I was a tittering handmaiden or a giggling handmaiden, yeah. and that my that I allow my husband to call me his prime hole. And it was it was just like humorless. Like you you don't you totally miss the context. Yeah. And but it it went all over the place and. Um, and then there were people saying, I used to like her stuff, and now I think she's, you know, she's obviously, whatever, blo you know, stop subscribing to her stuff. She's she's terrible for whatever. So, um... If you're menopausal, are you obviously? <laughs> what? Actually, think your game... My crime is that I think you're amusing. <laughs> my, that's my crime. You're going to spill that all over you. <laughs> Mm. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I the I don't owe anybody any explanations. Well, but I don't owe anybody any apologies, and well, I'm just material. That's why so you are Ben Affleck. Yeah, I'm a, heavy. <laughs> I'm Ben of affect. <laughs> so, but the question is, yeah. is it just fair game? I mean, it's on I the internet. It's all fair game. So. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, you know, it's. There's that fake Eleanor Roosevelt quote that I can't remember off the top of my head. Where uh, interesting people talk about ideas, um, oh, yeah. midwits talk about plants, and stupid people talk about I've talked about people. Yeah, yeah. And so when and there has we're, been we're talking about people. There has been on maybe Twitter, we're stupid. No, we are stupid. Okay, um, absolutely. <laughs> there has been a ongoing, like you know, you know, you know that planet Jupiter. It's got that storm that's like nine hundred years old. Oh yeah. And there's just this roving <laughs> band of trouble, uh, and the, and and uh, in this in this kind of planet of feminism, like it's all these feminisms, you know, all these storms and currents and depths and gases and fluids mm -hmm. and maybe some solids in there floating around, you know. And there's this huge storm of these harpies. I'm sorry to say, they're just going around in circles, just like eating and consuming everything that they can. And they went through, and you saw this with the Phil Illy thing, but you didn't see that. Well, they drug that back up. No, I'm yeah, but when the Phil Illy thing happened, that dress game, that was yeah. the first time you were exposed to the full like storming of it, and you're watching me, and you're worried about me because I was like in I it. Just and, thought, like, are stressful. you okay? You're they're saying 
it's like you're I'm reading horrible things about you like I I don't know how why would people say such terrible things? I I guess I just I don't like this internet thing. Yeah, no, you're taking. I don't the want Andrew, to play this game. Yeah, you're you're taking the Andrew Doyle yeah. route. Yeah, it's but awful. so so it and then it kind of died down. Yeah, but it kept on going. They were just focusing yeah. on something else, and then they come around to Ava. Eva. Eva, oh, yeah, Eva. yeah, yeah. And then they yeah. go back on you, and then oh, yeah. now they're going through Stella, and then they go through Andrew Doyle, and it's the same echo chamber or eco. Uh, eco dome, echo dome of some sort. It's the same people, and and it keeps on just. It's just like it's a phenomenon in and of itself, and more and more people are commenting on it. More and more yeah. people are getting aware of it. More and yeah. more people are like, okay, maybe Benjamin, uh, you know, he's 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 a he's a he's a he's a dumbass and a dickweed and whatever. <laughs> maybe he was onto something about like you know this. There's this phenomenon, yeah, and it's troublesome, and people. It'll be interesting to see how it shakes out, well, but it's never going to stop. Well, I wonder because it's really much... easy for these people to say mean things, and they love being mean together. They uh, yeah. just they follow each other, liking each other, and it mean reminds together. me of the social justice thing, though. I mean, it's very much the same kind of thing that that Orwell's house cat is going to come in. Oh yeah, Orwell's well. house cat. He's, he's going to come. He in. hates me. Well, <laughs> yeah, but he's going to say he's he going to say. How many times does she defend feminism? Yeah, but he's going to say she's almost going to see the light. <laughs> And and this is the commentary. It's like, yeah, we all knew that feminism was proto-woke. That's the whole woke thing was preceded by SJWs, which was preceded by feminists. Um, like the like yeah, the etiology yes, of but this does particular feminism. Not get broken down. I mean, there's obviously different. They, they call them waves, but I aren't there different elements of what what is feminism? I mean, at its at its simplest, isn't feminism just the idea? That women have should have equal rights under the law um, to men should isn't that just the the idea should should well I mean if you want to talk to Karen Strawn and I would re really love to have her on the channel if she ever consents to another interview but she was one of the earlier iteration anti feminists anti feminists okay I'd like to hear so called anti feminists okay. who she goes through and her storytelling if we want to get all vladimir putin on it and i can't compress it up oh, down no. there is she she makes an argument that women feminism was never about equality it was always about gaining things without giving up privileges okay women have had certain protections under the law over time mm -hmm. and they wanted more rights they wanted more say in government but then it exchanged like when men got the vote it was in exchange for conscription Women were never conscripted. They wanted the vote without having to pay for their lives for the vote, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you see they, that perspective shows feminism as advancing rights without giving up any. any what about the right to own property? I mean, if we're, if we're talking about voting, that's one thing, but property rights is another. Yeah. And so if a woman's husband dies and she's just his property, then what happens to her? Does she not have the right to well, be? Well, that is the legal case. And if feminism stopped there, it would just be liberalism. But it kept okay. on going. But just it say that equal maybe, representation. maybe foundational feminism is yeah, just liberalism extended to women? Uh, yeah, then you don't need, it's just egalitarianism. You don't need feminism if you have egalitarianism. Okay. You don't need equity if, if you, you have equality. something that says women... Are, should be in this picture, and it's not just men, and it's not just like 
uh, white men. So there's not, you know, the three eights or whatever. Um, What's this? Oh, like the, what was it? The people who weren't white in the United States were once three eighths of a man. That was well. I, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get really messy here. Yeah. I believe that that vote thing was about the North knowing that the South would just oh, have yeah. all of their slaves vote, vote they in mass yeah. and block, which is yeah. kind of what the Democrats did, anyways. But yeah. um, are doing yeah. now. Yeah. Because um, yeah. it's a viable political strategy. It was. It's the difference between. There's a lot of different elements to this. There's equality versus equity. There's authoritarian versus individualism or or liberalism. I guess in the sense of liberty versus authority. Um, there's uh, individual versus collective, and feminism just as a term, already out the gate is aimed towards equity, collectivism, and authoritarianism. It's aimed for the unified voices of women. And this is why you see women such as yourself, who are exemplars of a strong, independent woman. I mean, myself accepted and all the support that I give to you to make you feel independent and strong. Um, all that empowerment that I, I kind of sneak up on you, and dump on your bouncing biscuits. Um, okay. I lost my train of thought because I started thinking about your butt. Oh, no. Man, this is a great circuit of life. Women that, such as yourself are exemplars of what? So, so a woman such as you, as soon as you disagree with the women who are claiming the mantle of feminism, mm. are a handmaiden, you're a class traitor, you are a second-class woman, and they are more vicious towards you than pretty much but any that's man would be. that's a purity spiral. That and is a purity spiral, which is... Specific to feminists. I th well, it's, uh, it's specific to the frame. Okay. Once you start saying we are fighting for women's rights right. that assumes and this is i made a tweet about it yesterday mm -hmm. it was the tucker vladimir yep. putin yep. tweet like oh like this gender critical infighting is not new tucker in order to understand like they've always been infighting the history of feminism is infighting you have liberal feminism mm -hmm. versus rad feminism you have sex positive versus sex enabling you have and if you go and you read the rights of women by erica bakioloki Mm -hmm. I'll link that in the description um, if I can remember to do that. That is a very well-documented history of feminism, beginning with liberalism and showing that feminism as a collective um, movement towards rights for women has always had tons of disagreement in it. But are you suggesting that feminism invented that frame, that process did not exist in in social interactions prior to feminism? No, I'm saying that the the People's Judean Front or the Judean People's Front, mm -hmm. it's it's inherent in the frame of feminism. I would okay. I would so even so say you're saying it's just it is a it necessary is a, it, component. It, it, it of is it is a byproduct of collective action. Mm -hmm. This is what's going to happen in collective action. This is what's going to happen, and and so this it's just what's going to happen because if mm. the if the collective is trying to get a goal, anybody who's against that goal is no longer part of the collective. Yeah, it's utilitarian. And so to name itself feminism is always already to assume that it's speaking for all women, it's speaking mm -hmm. for women's rights. Like, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. Unless it's unless it is tied and regulated by egalitarian or a higher a higher kind of broader framework mm -hmm. or a transcendent ideal. What is woman? Mm -hmm. What is a woman? What is feminism's answer to what a woman is? And you see all the different feminisms are defined 
by their answer to the question of what is a female, what is a woman, what is woman's rights? Is is a woman a, a rational agent? Is a woman an individual? Is a woman a mother? Is a woman is woman a productive, uh, a reproductive member of society? And you see over the history of feminism where there's always been this tug of war, and liberal feminism has won out over and over and over again, and 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 it's always at the expense of other. Uh, kind of more conservative or more realistic, I would say, ver or more hol holistic mm. views of what a woman mm. is. And the gender, this is the last thing I'm going to say, hopefully I haven't been yelling this whole time. <laughs> Somebody's going to say that you are, I'm sure. The, the, this Daisy plot art mm -hmm. shows, shows the, the, the extent of how far feminism under, under that egal purely egalitarian individualistic mm oddly collectivist and individualistic at the same time um that for this extent is that you are post-female hmm. like we you you are liberated from even being we, feminism has liberated you from being a woman now hmm. you're liberated now and then and then like who are you when you're liberated from that and her plot arc is the discovery of like she's greater than the sum of her ego Mm. Or, or individualism mm. and that she like her reproductive capacity her being a mother her entering into the relationship of of forming a baby in her womb and then giving that baby into the world and then like feeling that loss of connection that she she severed her connection the breast had a purpose mm -hmm. it had a purpose and she severed that mm -hmm. like it, it and that severing she says in that thing is like gave her unlimited possibility in it and, and nullified this this connection mm -hmm. And it's painful. I, I went on a really long rant. Hopefully that made some people upset. Do you want to trade me? <laughs> oh, you don't want this? It, oh, you want this one's problem. cold. I this is how one. this is how I empower you. <laughs> yeah, it's my empowerment now, fluid. I don't know. I I'm gonna just. Uh, I don't have a lot to add or respond to with regard to feminist philosophy because it's just never been something. I'm sorry. Maybe this is not. Maybe I should have different views on this, but it's never been something that interested me an awful lot. Yeah. And I, um, you know, I, I just I I don't know there... that much about it. I really don't. But I do think that a lot of what you're describing, I'm not sure I would attribute it directly to feminism. I think that these processes are bigger than that. And I think that you can overlay the same process on many different um, developments, social developments. I Such think as? That, uh, I mean, what we're talking about, that basically this whole purity spiral, this this group think and the way that people peck at each other. I do see it in the context of feminism. And I and I think that it's I, I see what you're saying, but I, well, it might be because feminism is kind of so small that it that that it I'm not sure. I think I think gender more. ideology. I'm not I'm not convinced that it's a direct outgrowth of feminism. I think that it, it hmm. maybe maybe is maybe isn't. But I'm more interested in what describe in describing what is. Okay. That just tends. I mean, that's maybe that's. I'll be the Tucker, and you can be Vladimir Putin, and I'll just say, okay, well, thanks for all that history. So let's get to the point. What's the point? <laughs> who, who who blew the up the point. Nord Stream, Stream pipeline? <laughs> what is the Nord Stream pipeline of gender critical, the war, the turf wars? Mm. Is that what it is? I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I I really think that. Um, it is interesting to the the way that people behave online, the way that people bully each other, and this this kind of it 
it's it exemplifies the very thing that I have been disturbed about with the social justice ideology, which is the complete nullification of the individual in order to press one's point. So, it, for instance, the the hypocrisy is so blatant when people are. Um, it, it's just the same thing as calling if you if you have a, a racial ideology and you're trying to get a point your your anti-racist ideas across and a black person disagrees with you you dismiss them and call them an uncle tom well he's uh, because well, now that you know it's like you use the did you hear thing. the did you hear the the white face of uh the black face of white supremacy that's what they called that's what oh, the Larry la elder, times wasn't larry it? elder yeah. yeah i heard that was it larry? i think so yeah and um these people who are um who are talking about how they don't like you because you are a misogynist that Benjamin Boyce, he's a terrible misogynist. We can't stand him. He's a terrible person. <laughs> okay, thank you for adding that little spice. The Boyce of seasoning. <laughs> the Boyce of seasoning. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but then they'll, in the next breath, they'll say, and look at his wife. She's a tittering handmaiden. You know, they will, they will say the most misogynist thing yep. in order to call you a misogynist. So it's like, get out of here, you're not a real woman. He doesn't believe that women are real women, you know? And it's just, uh, it's cutting off your nose to spite your face. Hmm. And I see that process over and over again. And and I, I have been thinking that a lot of it is collectives. A lot of it is just collectives because as Tribalism. you- Well, and, and also the anonymity of distance. It's like driving in your car. You can get mad at the people in their car and assume all kinds of things about them and, and road rage, yell about the guy over there and what an asshole he is. But if you were really looking at him and if you were sitting in his car with him and watching the judgments that he made, you might see him as a human being. You're distanced from him. And so you can start to to treat people in a less human way. You're making a lot of faces. So you have thoughts. Let's no, I'm just thinking like, cause we were driving and somebody was driving dumb and I was just, I was trying to get through to him. I was looking at his, I was looking at his uh, side mirror. I'm like, were you willing him to like? No, I'm just like. Do you understand that you're, you're jacking my cruise, man? When I'm on the road, you need to understand. Like, like I'm cruising. It's all he can do not to wave at women. It's a lot of pent up cruise energy. Are you talking about me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm just like. Well, no, my hands are on ten and two. There's no waving at women. All of my erotic, libidinal force is on the is in that gearbox and. And on that, on that pedals and, and the and the wheelie thing, oh no, and the tires and the, and the feel of the chassis and and the road curves and all that stuff, you know, like that's where it is. So yeah, so that's I, your libidinal that force. Do we are no. people? I was just checking the time. Okay. Oh, it it is time. I bet it's game time, right? Um, is it game time? Do you want to look and see if there's any comments you want to respond to, and then I will pull up some from last time. Oh, you know what? We started ten minutes after, so we have ten more. Oh, 10 more. oh, we so, do. Okay. Um, okay. Do you want? Do you want to give your first impressions of Ark Nova? Oh gosh. Oh gosh. It's complicated. Okay. It's got a lot of different. Yeah. This systems. is a board game. Yeah. You do you have it? Yeah. You want no, to show it? Well, I no. put it over there. It's okay. too, there's too, you, too no. much to even show. Like oh, I would have. Did you take we a picture? I can send you a picture. You, yeah, you can put uh, it up. Just airdrop it to my. Uh, oh okay. Thing. Um, yeah, so. it's complicated. We we were playing this. We played it two nights in a row and. I I felt like we were having arguments. It was so intense. <laughs> it was pretty intense. Airdrop. Airdrop. Yeah. Okay. 
No people found. Oh, there you are. Just give it a second. Give it okay. A second. Yeah. So it's a board game. You're building yeah. a zoo, and uh, you get different cards. So there's this big old deck of cards, and you wait. How do I do this? So, you have to accept up there. Uh, why does accept. it do that? You want to look for. Uh... There you go. It's uh, it's super oh, complex. Shoot. I don't know why it puts it. Mm. Was that yesterday? Yeah, it was two days ago. Today? No, yeah. it was last night. Okay. Yesterday, February 9th. Wait, is well, that I. Yeah. Okay. I play games with you because I know how much you enjoy it. Yeah, so this is Arc Nova. This is a, just the two player. It goes up to four people. It's Look on the screen that. now if you're listening to the uh, podcast. Yeah. And thanks for tuning into the podcast. Oh, oh, and there's this cool thing. Um, when you say, don't forget to like and subscribe to my channel. YouTube reads that and then like flashes the like button and flashes oh, really? the subscribe button. Oh, and I wanted to see if that works. So we'll have to go back to the uh, 50 minute mark of that. So anyway, so, oh, you can't see my, uh, you can't see that. There's no way I'm going to explain it to you. I think it'll be good, but there's so many different moving parts that until it's, we're yeah. both up to speed, we can't actually enjoy it because we're I'm still playing, trying to learn it. Look, uh, we got a thumbs down. Somebody hates the don't, game. Don't bring attention to the thumbers. <laughs> The down thumbers, man. They 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 want nothing more than to get, gain your your attention. Um, so I mm -hmm. think it, it's potentially a really good game, but there's yeah. so many moving parts. Earth is still probably much more accessible. Yeah. Um, much more fun. Much more easy to table. Mm -hmm. um, to table. Uh, yeah, that's what they call it when you bring a game to table. Like oh, okay. they just make a verb to table. <laughs> Did we play Calico yet? Yeah, we played Calico a couple times. I mean, on on. Uh, oh no, we haven't no, played but Calico. We, played... we should play them on your on your game channel because okay. I think it's it's such a specific thing. Not everybody yeah. has the patience to yeah, watch a I game, don't... but I'll play with you on the on your game channel. Well, anyways, uh, so Arc Nova is pretty interesting. Did you find some uh, little oh things that you wanted to uh, speak yeah, to? Yeah, see, about? there's a super chat. There's so, a super chat. Let's see. Um, so up, guys? Hope you're good. Glasses. Andrew Joyner. Thanks for joining, Andrew. Let's see the sub button. Um, it might, uh, Woot Basement says he doesn't see the sub button flash. It might have to, like, it won't be till later because YouTube doesn't live. I don't think they do live um, text-to-speech yet. Oh, really? That would be surprised, but I wouldn't put it beyond them. Well, here's one. Okay. Orwell's house cat. Oh, here we go, your favorite friend. <laughs> Leslie is remarkably defensive about feminism, intervening every time it's mentioned to relieve it of any accountability, just like feminists do, even if she herself claims not to identify as a feminist. It's become a fun game to spot it now. So far, three this episode, more to come. Oh, so I wonder what my score will be not, for this one. Not taking, uh, what was the heart of the criticism? That I that I defend feminism. That you don't take responsibility, I thought that was. Oh, was that what it was? Oh. I, I relieve feminism of any accountability. You know what? I want to I want to try to agree with you about um, this not being a phenomenon restricted to feminism uh, by bringing up it's the election season in the United States of America, mm -hmm. and that basically just means the the least important most important election that we have, which is the presidential election. We're supposed to care so much about, um, and then we kind of like blunder our way through like local elections that arguably have more mm -hmm. power mm -hmm. um but you know so it's trump versus biden right and you go over and i look at i look at the biden people mm -hmm. you know there's this one person joe 
Uh, she she she's a Biden supporter, like Do she's I know an influencer. Who this is? I don't know. Okay. I don't know who you know. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Like, I don't follow your Twitter <laughs> followers. <laughs> okay, I didn't know. What Her we name's Joe. About. She's been like she's very active. She's very pro Democrat. It was really funny a few years ago. The Biden administration invited all of their online Twitter uh, influencers, oh. and they were all a bunch of dorks, you know. And all they were were a bunch of reply guys to Trump. They were just like in every single Trump thread, hating on him expressively. They're just so blatant propagandists, and by that I mean we're all propagandists. But they don't have any sort of moral compass other than when, mm. like when winning is the only thing that actually matters, and so they are just total hypocrites mm -hmm. and constantly you know pushing a certain narrative and or per, pushing the narrative in a certain direction and you go over there and you find them because what's going on with this current administration is inexcusable mm -hmm. i'm sorry to get political on this because it doesn't really actually matter to me i think it doesn't but it's just so it just takes up so much space yeah in the collective consciousness so you go to look at the Biden people. Because uh, this guy, Joe Biden, mm -hmm. is his name. He was excused from criminal activity. They said he did. Being incompetent. He did criminal activity, but we're not going to charge him because he can't remember when his son died. He just can't remember. He's not continent. He's not even on this continent. <laughs> if that's the right joke to put there, right? It's just, it's egregious that this guy who has the nuclear launch codes. And then you think about it, you're like, okay, so this is probably why everything's going to ship because there's no central leadership and everybody who's running the show is all like going, they're all infighting. So they're making terrible decisions. They're all just thinking according to their just greed and selfishness because there's nobody holding anybody accountable up there. Mm -hmm. That's why the border's doing this and the energy's doing that and the dollar's doing this thing. And they're all just kind of like running around. And it's just inexcusable. But then you have like this coterie of Biden pushers, you know, like they, they are they are there to excuse Biden to to do this narrative. And so you go like, OK, so what are you trying to think? And then and then you see some son of a gun, some schmo say, try to argue with them like they, they you have this pro Biden statement or this Biden excuse. And then this guy comes up there like, actually, you're wrong. And then all that, all the piranhas jump on him and say, like, you're crazy, you're a liar, you know, like they just like grind down that person. Mm -hmm. And it's obvious that there's no talking with these people. Yeah. And there's thousands of people who are entrenched in this narrative, who have staked their online, at least their online personalities, if not like their whole personality, a certain large percent of their personalities yeah. are based on this right. camp. Right. And you do, you see that with the right wing too. Yeah. I think the right wing's a little bit more fun, but then you see it doing its thing. I just I think the right wing's a little bit more fun because it's the it's like it's just like a bunch of clans right now because there's no unifying principles right now. So there and there's a lot like there's a lot of jockeying for power. So it just seems like it it's it's generating more discussion than the left for me. And mm -hmm. plus, like the left generated some things that I'm really just not sold on, um, and so I I'm kind of tending to favor more right-wing ideas okay. um, but i like the discourse now right now uh or in general in general well i mean if you look at like if you go back and you look at like the history of right wing and left wing and if you get into the whole thing about like fascism and liberalism and communism um 
And uh, if you th that there's a Dugan book, and he's a very con controversial author, uh, Alexander uh, Alexander Dugan. He's a Russian philosopher. That he's called uh, Putin's Brain. Yeah. He's got this really interesting perspective on Western history, where there were these three competing political systems: fascism, okay. communism, and liberalism. Hmm. And they all they fought it out over the course of the 20th century, and liberalism won. And the problem with liberalism winning is that it's resting on its laurels, and there's no other system that's competing with it or challenging it. And there's certain fundamental problems with liberalism that is just taking for granted. It's at the end it of has history. That's nothing to balance it. Capitalism and democracy are just like we're at the end of history. What's what's the alternative to liberalism? And without a fourth way, without another mm. political system, this is Dugan's thought and I'm crunching it down extremely. Without like a compete a competitor to liberalism, liberalism is just going to slowly decay and fall apart. Mm. And Dugan's got levels some pretty in critiques against it. I just like the dissident right because they're into critique mode and I'm waiting for them to actually pro propose positive ideas and the most solid across the board positive that idea that I've seen the right come up with is small communities that are reliant on each other um, based on some sort of moral foundation and probably like it or not with a traditional religious mm -hmm thread running through it mm. that is more or less given lip sync to or actual sincere devotion to the religious theological mm -hmm. as aspect but as a binding principle that's the only way to actually be functionally anti-global so kind of a radical decentralization it would be a distributism yeah okay interesting um but you started that that chain Tirade, I'm in order to so agree much. with me yeah about something that the the particular virulent behavior that we see eroding from within the gender critical so-called cause that purity spiraling mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um that echo chambering that tribalism um and certain of those really nasty tactics mm -hmm. are in political discourse broadly they are yeah. there in other political discourse broadly the thing that i find particularly um in focus with feminism is that I'm really invested in the topic of gender and they take me up personally, like they go after me personally. They treat me as a punching bag. So like it's just more nobody cares about me as a right winger or a left winger. Like those people like don't yeah. care about me because I don't really care about that. But it's the feminine. You know the the so called feminist. But it's just like the so called feminine herd like, yeah. yeah, they call themselves feminists. Yeah. You know, like the card carrying feminists, you know. And, well I guess it's just And and I really want to critique them because I want to limit their power because there's a lot of yeah. really important work to do to save children from the chopping block. Mm -hmm. And I went. I, I kind of stood up to Dave, who I really admire. Dave, the distributist, he went after Lindsay because um, Lindsay behaves in certain ways that turn a lot of people off online. And Dave kind of mocked him uh, about that book on uh, the queering of the American child. And I stood up for for Lindsay. And I don't stand up for friends. I don't like playing that game. But I'm like, this is a really good book, and it's really important. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a lot of important information for parents to understand what is happening in these schools. And Dave's like, yeah, I get that. I was just making fun of Lindsay. I'm like, yeah, I get that too. But defeating the... You're telling me to shut up here. No, 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 I'm not. I'm no, just, you're, just, you're you just can, squeezing my volume you, down you, there. Not the volume, just pace. You can... <laughs> I just, I, I feel like I talk too much. You and don't then talk I, too I'm much. very sensitive to the people who say you're talking over your wife. But, oh, you're not. And she's just a hand, she's just a water bucket boy or handmade. Don't be sensitive. Don't. Yeah. But I just, defeating the cult of Moloch, 
-hmm. raising its temples, vilifying through the streets its practitioners and its mm -hmm. priests is the goal. That's the most important goal. And insofar as feminism can go come and go and they have their rights of women and let women speak and all that stuff like mm -hmm. i don't understand all that i don't know about that but we have to stop the children from their bodies being butchered we have to stop that mm -hmm. and these women who are going along with that and then like turning it in all about them and like going through all these things mm -hmm. it's ridiculous it's funny it's fodder but that shit is is if that is extending the life of gender ideology and the medicalization mm -hmm. and surgical intervention of children a minute longer, it is evil. It just, to me, it seems like skirmishes taking place off the battlefield. And so um, it's not necessarily the most important place to focus. Steel sharpens steel kind of thing i don't know i guess i just the i'm not trying to defend feminism i just i to me it seems like if we're talking about form versus substance content versus process feminism is a a thing that this process can revolve around it is an area that this can uh it's a it's an area of content that might be particularly odious for some people orwell's house cat house cat uh, apparently has a bone to pick with this you have a bone to pick with this. That's fine. But I think that you can end up losing sight of the fact that this is a process that's happening over and over and over. And I think that it's more important to talk about the process. Yep. The content is equally important, but you can't let it overshadow the fact that this process is not created by that content. Do you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and so I guess when we're talking about like the, the gender medicine thing, gender affirmative medicine, it's, to me, it's a question of medical ethics. And so what a whole bunch of people think about it and what a, all the bickering that happens in the little Twitter accounts here and there, it just seems like it's noise. It's noise. At the end of the day, this is a this is a medical ethics question. This is a scandal. It's malpractice. It's very clear if you're and and that's the place to focus and going and and having some snippy little, you know, back and forth with some person who doesn't like the way you joke with your wife, I, not you specifically, but like, you know, this yeah, little thing, this seems like, uh, it just feels like not a very interesting place to. See, you are like Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh. I want to argue ideas, <laughs> not people. Yeah, maybe. Do you have any, is there? You should read the super chat that you got. Was there another? Yeah, I see, I read it. Oh, you did? Uh, oh, is yeah. there a particularly uh, admirable person in your life? Like somebody that you've you've looked up to over the years? Um, somebody who My dad. Yeah, your dad. Yeah. Why, what quality What quality do you really admire in your father? Um, or qualities? He's, he's, uh, he's very good at seeing all sides of a thing. He's... He's able to be dispassionately analytical about things and equally compassionate to all sides, which is, I, I know that sounds like a bit of a contradiction, but he, um, he is non-judgmental most of the time and more seeks to understand. And so uh, I have always really admired that in him. <laughs> Even when I was a kid and I did things that uh, were, uh, like I'd get in a lot of trouble with my mother and my father would be understanding. He would he would more feel bad for me that I'd gotten myself in that trouble. Yeah. And he would 
Did you, in one of our conversations, do you remember you told, or maybe just in our private conversation, our public conversations and our private conversations, there's just this story of you getting in trouble and walking in and like the way that your dad looked at oh, you. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if you told that. I don't before. know if I, I you don't have that. To, yeah, you don't have to, I, you'd have to go through the whole story. I'd have to tell you the whole but thing. But like there's, yeah, a, yeah there's this. Um, yeah, my mom got super mad and it was something that, you know, was pretty awful. Um, and I got into a lot. Or, no, I. You ran I over was, a homeless guy? I was 15. I shoplifted. Yeah, me and my girlfriend stole some stuff and we got caught and then we were being held by the little security guard and my mom got called and I was picked up and my mom was furious. She was furious and she was, uh, she like smacked me and yelled at me and I got this terrible dressing down all the way home. She was so angry. She was just seething with, well, she was humiliated that I had humiliated. done that and she was also so disappointed in me. Just like, how could, how could my child... Yeah. You know, and so the anger was palpable, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and then I got home and I walked in the door and my dad must have been, she must have told him. So he knew exactly what had happened. And um, he he was sitting there reading a book and, and he put his book down. And he looked up at me. He goes, hi, honey. And he just, he like gave me this like really, it was gentle. He greeted me. He looked at me. He looked sad. I felt his disappointment, but I also felt like he loved me. Yeah. And that, in that moment, I felt like really guilty that I had disappointed my father. And I hadn't, I didn't feel a drop of guilt towards my mother. I felt pissed off and defiant towards my mother that whole time. And she was railing against me. All it did was make me feel ragey and, and, and defiant. But did she not father, give you room? She, so he gave you room. To correct yourself, and she didn't give you room to correct yourself. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's one way to look at it. And I think like later on, I came to understand my mom's perspective. But in the moment, yeah, as a kid, that uh, that was really that kind of stayed with me. That his response was, it, yeah, it wasn't about him. It was about what I was doing. And and his, I guess, on some level, it was also that it showed that he had faith in my own moral development. Like he could see that I would be in a complex space with what had happened mm -hmm. and she didn't have that she just was i think there was a desperation to put me on the right path yeah. you know yeah. so yeah i don't know yeah 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 it's hard uh i, I guess we, we should wrap up but that broaches the topic of authority and and direction and we're kind of like we've been flirting with yeah, that idea that about be, the conversation around like whole another conversation. What, what is what is authority? What is correction? What is proper correction? Mm -hmm. What is guidance? You know, do we guide each other mm -hmm. in the same way we guide the the boys? You know, yeah. and, and I think like there's a continuum of guidance going on. Well, it's really informed my perspective as a parent. I really don't like to parent using anger. I I use it. It's a seasoning, the voice of seasoning. Yeah. 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 You should put that on your apron. Oh, I like volume. Yeah, you do. But anger, anger is... Yeah. Anger is... Feeling it. Yeah, I don't like feeling. Yeah, I like... I, I believe in trying to be in control of oneself. Positive regard. That is the ideal. Patience, positive regard. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit did of Did you have any comments you wanted to read before we wrap up? Um, I, don't, did you, I don't think so, but did I did, I did have like, did I, did I tell you guys my idea mm -hmm. about, um, yes, we should wrap up. But um, I, I just had this idea that, you know, there's this massive wave of homeschooling 
going on. Mm -hmm. And we know from the millennials and Gen Xers, or Zs, we know as a society that a bully-free zone creates probably the biggest assholes on the planet. Like, without bullying, there's some sort of uh, developmental process that a kid m misses out on. So as I, I was thinking of forming for these homeschoolers, trauma-informed, <laughs> psychologically responsible bullying, where I, I kind of go in there, I hang out with them, and, and I mock them relentlessly, <laughs> and I'm trying it out on your, on your kid. <laughs> yeah. um, he he has his. Uh, can I tell the Bree story? Oh no! Yeah, no. poor kid. Poor kid. Oh man! He was trying to cut Bree, <laughs> the cheese, <laughs> not Larson, not Bree Larson, like just the cheese. There was this block of cheese. It would have been sitting on the counter. It, it had been sitting. Temp. So it was room temp. It was kind of squishy. He I, kept so squishing could, it. And he had a knife, and he could. He was he was over there. He was complaining. <laughs> About cutting the cheese. But you There's a joke there. That he was, it was because he wanted a nice cut and he was mushy. And he, like, and, and he just, like, and he was going after it. And, like, you were just like, you're like, I'm not touching this. And I'm like, I can't. He was really upset. He was getting more was and more frustrated. frustrated. And, like, I'm like, how can you not cut cheese? So now, and then what happens, and this is, this is where he pulls it. And then, like, <laughs> earlier this week, <laughs> Leslie wants to make me a charcuterie. Oh, no, you're showing me. And she she takes out a steak knife and tries to cut some gouda, which is a medium soft cheese. And she misses and lops off of her finger off with a serrated blade. So now there's like this public service announcement. How many days of successfully cutting cheese? And there's two steps to cutting cheese. One, cut the cheese. Two, don't cut yourself. So we're working with both of you guys to figure out like this is how you cut cheese. And like with Adrian with the boy, like cut, you just have to make a decision, go through it. You don't you don't wait for the cheese to, to let you cut it. You cut the cheese. You go in there and you make the decision. Like the, he he has a problem with just like committing to this act. You know, I'm like a knife doesn't naturally just spread something out. Like, yeah. but it will if you're just like waiting for resistance. You have to go in there. You have to yeah. cut the cheese, well, and I, you have to like not cut yourself. So, and you are an expert on cutting the cheese. I'm cutting the cheese night and day <laughs> around here. Here we go. We're not quite at the I farted T-shirt stage in our relationship, yeah, or who you know, farted. Well, that that won't be a shirt I would ever wear. Leslie Nielsen fart machine. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Like and subscribe. Follow Leslie at the Radical Center. She does live streams every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific. I have a lot of content in the pipeline and looking for more content to produce. So please add any suggestions for who you would like to uh, be interviewed by me, or if you guys have cool little Reddit threads that you would like me to read i do want to do more content where i just read something silly online because that's mm -hmm. kind of a fun little one-off yeah it is fun it's good it's good to listen to let the hair down thank you guys for joining us yeah. and have a good sunday yes. have a good week oh yeah and uh enjoy game day <laughs>